Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You found Mog Radio. If this show had awards, you would be given a gold for being second. Just... Just imagine it, okay? It's the second funniest podcast with Kevin Miller and Justin Worsham. Fun guys. Well, thank you, Sam. Hello, and welcome to the second funniest podcast. This is episode 519. I'm your host, Justin Warsham. With me, as always, is the man who pretends to be afraid of zombies because they are truly afraid of him. The one, <laughs> the only, the, the KevinMiller.com. Jump and press the circle button, Kevin. Thank you very much, Justin. The man made of meat. Mm-hmm. The meat boy, some mm-hmm. would say. The braid in my own hair. Super meat boy. <laughs> the the pixel. Yeah. I can't remember what the third one was. Uh, 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 f- the Fixel. F- hat. Fez. Fez, yeah. Just Fez. Fez. Uh, we're, of course, referencing the movie Indie Gamer, yeah. which is an independent... Did you ever finally see that? How would I know unless I was able... How would I be able to you reference You read the description movies? as well. No, I, I read it. Changed my life. Yeah? I regret not re- watching it the moment you told me to. Right. For so many reasons, let's talk about this movie. All right. That was where you're supposed to hit the stinger. Oh, <laughs> what, what, which one is that? <laughs> I don't know what stinger you mean. Sometimes I say things and, and you react like a cat. Like, I don't, I don't, know, I don't know what I'm supposed to do right was now. A, was that a victim of your bit just now? Is that yes, what just yeah, happened? you're like, ah, I failed. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, what stinger? What would be good for okay, that? I'll do it again. And now let's talk about that movie. That wasn't even a hot key. I had to jump on that one. Well yeah. done. Yeah. Indie Gamer. Yeah. Is it what I was uh, I don't know if that seems. What? Uh-oh. We need some new stingers. Oh, uh, why? <laughs> Did we see two different movies? Yeah. <laughs> How many boobs were in I your saw movie? a Tomb Raider spinoff that was awesome. <laughs> what did the indie Oh, mean? my God. Did not, she get not, shot? Not any gamer. Huh? <laughs> indie gamer. Oh, I didn't see that. <laughs> uh, so we're talking about an amazing uh, documentary uh, that is on Netflix streaming called uh, Indie Gamer the Movie. Which has a, a great opening shot of, mm-hmm. like a, of a classic SNES turbo controller mm-hmm. hanging on... Uh, some power lines outside an apartment complex for no reason. Yeah, I was like, I would. Lo- that just shows me that it's made by some real film nerds that yeah. are like, 
this seems like something arty and weird and yeah. kind of non sequitur. And then whenever they needed a transition, like a palate cleansing moment, they'll just show that shot. Yeah. I was like, is that going to be relevant? Are we going to? No, nothing. It's just Chuck art. Norris put it there. <laughs> That's all we know. He used he beat Legend of Zelda from that <laughs> vantage point. <laughs> That's funny. Backwards. Um. So. Yeah, so the the game, for those of you that don't know, it follows the making of and release of Super Meat Boy. That's the only one. Uh, then it does that. Then it talks about the Fez. development of Fez, and then it talks about post the release of, of Braid. Braid, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And then they do, it's a little confusing in the beginning. Um, we should get I these think guys I, on the I show. I really feel like that Fez was planned to be Fez part of Boy the development were. release, and that Fez just kept getting pushed back. That's yeah, that I might feel. that might be true because it was in it's shot in two parts. The beginning is a no, little no. That's confusing. just my interpretation from when I watched. If you watch it, there's clearly in two sections, so it yeah. seems like they come back and then they're like, and instead he's releasing a year later. The um, the things is confusing. The beginning they kind of scatter shot from a, a bunch of different developers, and then it's only over time I'm like, oh, how many? What stories are we tracking here? And there's really only two and a half guys that are really that you're really tracking yeah, the stories that are of, like the main story which is like you know that's hard work <laughs> that's hard that's hard documentary but the three that they eventually because they talk from about the world the guy from world of goo and he's in it for one sound bite and then that's it they're like well that's a pretty big game we want to yeah. hear from more from that guy and there's and then the credits have scads of indie gamers that you see nothing from but what what is uh great about it right off the beginning it's super inspiring especially if you like games because he goes are you pulling it up there on your netflix i pull it up <laughs> to see if i can uh figure out a way to have the makers on the podcast oh do it yes yeah um so right right off the beginning they uh one of the guys the guys who makes fez says uh video games are the sum of all medium made interactive what could be better than that? And I was like, first generation gamer. <laughs> That's right. It is because it's everything. Because uh, I was kind of explaining that to my wife later. I was like, I mean, obviously, it's it's movie and television. That's all clear. It's animation. That's all over the place. Uh, it's radio. It's music. It's all those those genres. And I was like, now it's physical acting mm-hmm. because you do the the motion capture stuff. So it's like it really. I couldn't. I tried to think of an art form that doesn't find its way into video games, that you couldn't justify being in there. Bonsai tree making. That's an artisan. That's a craft. So, yeah. (laughs) Because even other performance arts like dance and and singing are now capable within within Mm. games uh, because you have uh, karaoke-based video games and, and dance dance revolution games. Podcasting. Not an art. That that's an artisan. That's a craft. A craft. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm a journeyman. I yeah, that's from right. Trees. <laughs> Delicious. So Delicious. many inside references. <laughs> it's inside references. So I saw this movie and I was immensely inspired. And it's one of the things that like uh, we've been talking about and trying to get more and more developers and guys in the gaming industry on the show to kind of tell their stories because it's something that kind of popped out coincidentally from having the people associated with making Sly is that I really like hearing people that are passionate about their craft talk about their story and, and why why they're passionate about it. And then also 
hearing how they deal with the fans' reaction because it just so happens that their craft has a, an associated stereotype of having somebody flamers, being, yeah, being hypercritical and yeah. uh, for and hateful, yeah, for no reason, for just like here, let me get up your butt what, about this. What he said, the guy who made Fez, he's like, the thing that's the hardest part for me are are feedback from people saying they hate me and I should die because I haven't released the game yet. He's yeah. Like, it's he, and then he goes. He does a really good job of like breaking down games. He's like Grand Theft Auto, five years, a thousand people. Um, yeah. um, Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption, see, that's five always, years, a thousand. That's always people. been my point about this is that what I think is so interesting and in that if you get uh, angry, you get some nerd rage over a movie or a television. I think that it's kind of common knowledge for the most part. Like whatever your perception is of how the process goes is pretty dead on. Yeah. That there is virtually no perception on what it takes to make a game. Yeah. That is not common knowledge, and yet people are so willing to jump up everybody's butts about how it's not happening and the way they need it to. There's an impression that, that people are just – we've talked about this before – that people are just sneezing out these games. Right. Like, people have the same reaction to movies. Like, they didn't think through everything. Well, that's you what watch- I think is happening. I think they're displacing the process for movies and television onto video games. But neither are true. it's not. People – like, soap operas are the only thing where you can say people did it once and moved on because that's how soap operas work. Live television for news has that because they are literally getting their content in the moment. But mm-hmm. There is scads of hours of pre-production that go into both of those so that they can deal with that sort of quick quick changes and, and alterations. The movies, if you don't think that a movie that you see in a, a movie theater outside of some independent film, and even those are going to count, that isn't watched nearly frame for frame and the amount of hours per frame in the film – Hours per frame in the film, you're mistaken. And yeah. the same is true in video games. If you think that you blasting through a video game like Sly Cooper Thieves in Time or any game, like I beat it in 12 hours, it's so easy. It took thousands, if not tens of thousands, no, hundreds of thousands of man hours across the board, across all the disciplines to get that game into your hand. Yeah. And to think that it's just thrown together right. is arrogance and ignorance. Well, like I ran across, there's a what they call a bug in Mass Effect 3, uh, for anybody who uh, has, do, has seen it or whatever, there's a Citadel Hanar uh, diplomat uh, like side mission. Yeah. <clears throat> and there's these like specific steps that you have to do, and it doesn't really explain it to you. And if you don't do it, then it just – and it keeps hanging up on you where you can't finish it. But there's elements where it says you could, but then you go to that part where you're, what you're supposed to do and you can't do it. Mm-hmm. And I did some searching around, and – there are people that are like, we need a patch for this. Uh, fix this bug now. Yeah. Give me the patch. Like, that's what all the message boards are saying. And I'm like, wow. Like, this is You'll a survive. tertiary side mission at best. And everybody's like, I want my patch now. And then their reasoning for a lot of these people were, I like to finish all the missions. So where's the patch? Yeah. We really need you guys to fix this now. And I'm like, that's interesting. You you will eat <laughs> yeah, you will breathe. You will ha- drink water. You will have a shelter over your head, all independent of whether or not you get that patch. Right. And to put well, that and I even of- found myself. I'm like, I'm googling around to try and find a way to fix this, and I'm like, and I and I've already seen what happens in it. Like, I got mad at myself at the calories I'd burned just by watching the mission play out on a walkthrough on IGN's YouTube channel. And then still trying to find a way to fix it in my own game. Like, I wonder if I could figure this out. And I'm like, what are you doing? Just play the game and move on. <laughs> You'll move be on fine. your damn life, you moron. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Unless, Look at you. Unless it affects the game and you're saying it doesn't. It, it does. Well, it, 
the part that it seemed to me is that I'm like, well, if I spend, say, I figure it out in 15 yeah. minutes, I could get war assets. There's like, yeah. there's a, there's ways that it earns it towards the game. But that's the okay. That, see, you don't have to devalue that because the whole point of playing the game is to play the game. Like, right. I don't, I don't want to swing the other way and say, well, don't, don't bother trying to fix it because then. We have to cast the whole thing into question. Of right. like, why are we? I doing guess the this point I'm trying this? to make is there's a certain level of diminishing return. Yeah, and absolutely. And I hit it and I moved on. Right, and that's a healthy reaction to something. But to sit on forums, to sit on blog posts, and that's what at the end of this film that's so great. Not to ruin it for you, but when Meat Boy is released, the wife of of uh, one of the two guys developing it, the more artist guy, is just in tears because she's like, people just act like. You just threw this thing together, and it, mm-hmm. you know, and the movie drags it. Like they make make it very clear that these two guys, it nearly killed them to put Super Meat Boy out on the market. Now the and the, the return was phenomenal, and, and and sadness that you feel when uh, that when it gets released and it's not on their featured page. And then, and then, like, and that was almost like when reverse the, nerd rage because yeah. now I was like, it's interesting, especially in the con- in the uh, context of saying what we just said about people not having a patience. So what happens at the end? The big dramatic thing is they work, they bust their humps to get it out on time. The day the game is released, it doesn't show up on the on the splash page of the Xbox homepage like they thought it was going to be. And I was like, I don't. They don't tell you what time of day it is. They don't tell you when it is. But it was like. If you know anything about marketing people, they have all that stuff broken down to a science, and there could be a very real reason why they were waiting until a certain. No, I don't point buy in the that. Day. I you don't buy, think no because it, what it, it felt is, suspiciously missing is all I'm saying. No, like he is, his reaction was over. Seemed to be like it re, like uh, upgraded nerd rage. Like no. now now yelling at Microsoft. You don't understand. I need this up there now instead of Microsoft going. We're Xbox. This isn't our first rodeo. We know how to sell games. Hold on. See, here's what I think it is, is that Xbox, like, his frustration is he's put all these hours, right? Yeah. Xbox knows they're not going to make a ton of money. Like, you know what I mean? They're thinking Gears of War, Halo. That's where we make our bread. Yeah. Um, AAA games. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So this is their Xbox is doing him a favor by putting him up there and being featured. The reason he's frustrated is he's got, you know, five, six years, whatever it, it was, of his life invested yeah. in this thing. And... How it starts dictates oh, yes. everything. I thought that was very true. I you just know what meant I mean? that it was suspicious in the terms of the film for them like not to say. Like you thought it seemed produced. Yeah. Well, no, just that it was it was over. Like because he's clearly an over dramatic guy. Right. He's a, he was. He and was they very, let him go instead of saying, "Hey guys, a, really, it'll probably come on." In they two may hours. even said like. We know we plan to release it at noon because that's when we know that people are turning on the Xbox. But they, the the filmmakers, didn't allow us to receive that. Exactly, that's what, what I'm saying. saying. Like then they let him, but I, I, it still is true. Like he said the things that he. I said. I don't he, buy that Xbox did it on purpose. I buy that it's more the more. It's more Probably. plausible that somebody just didn't care and it didn't happen when it yeah, was Yeah, and they got to. behind it. And right. But, you know, as, no, a, as somebody who's going through uh, the process of purchasing a home, yeah. where we're literally talking about a half a million dollars, yeah. the amount of times that people will just drop the ball because it's not their half a million dollars yeah. and it's not their house that's oh, on yeah. the line. That to me, and maybe I'm maybe I'm displacing my own perspective. No, but I that think it makes it make sense. But we look at our friends. Why Christ- he cares so much more than they would? Yeah, I, we look at our friends Christian and Evelyn, and they say they'll talk about how much flack they'll get when there's just a minor ad problem when they used to work for Yahoo. Mm-hmm. And they were just selling ad slots. They weren't developing ads or anything. All they were were schedulers for how and when the ads, ads would show up. In. 
uh, and people would would crucify them when their ads weren't up. So I, I I only say that to say like it's an important industry, like yeah. the, like cyber sales and those sort of things are. Yeah, and he's probably he could also be looking at it from that standpoint that what if they don't get featured at all? Yeah, and that's what in I that think case he was if panicking. they don't get featured at all, then it could be toast, you right. know. But. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a really, and I don't think we're spoiling anything. If you haven't seen it, it's a really well. You know, the movie gets really. You know, all these movies exist, or the yeah. games exist rather, because the, <laughs> yeah, they're in the stores. But it's really <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say is that that these these guys go from being these two guys who just put you know blood, sweat, and tears and are barely scraping by financially, and in a period of four days become millionaires. Yeah, uh, because they made something that they were really passionate about and really stood behind, and. And it, and it worked out for them. And I just, I, I like that story. And I know that you and I have had conversations like that where, like, especially when it comes to, like, the uh, Hollywood industry or mm-hmm. whatever, where, yeah. like, you know, don't come here just because or whatever, yeah. like, just because you have a Because you think a, you need to be famous. Right. And that's You want to be desire. known. Right. That's not the way and to be known. I think, like, I just, I wish that that was more of a prevalent mis... Like, if we were to go back to a tribal society and tell legends... <laughs> Games will be hard right. <laughs> to play. It'll be sticks in a jar. <laughs> yeah. Where, you know, legends and lore are told of people. I really... Because to me, in my personal little bubble, this to me is the crux of the American dream. Like, yeah. the American story, the American motivation is that... This idea that I don't know if this is going to work, but I believe in it wholeheartedly, yeah. and I believe enough to commit my my entire life to it for a dedicated amount of time, line. and just hope that I get something out of it, and then it pays off. And, that, and even though I'm sure that there are more examples of it not paying off than it not, I would much rather have a society and culture of everybody having that eye of the tiger and a motor to make it happen than I would everybody kind of looking around, well, it's probably not going to happen for me, so I'm not going to do anything. Yeah, I don't want to fail, so I'm not even Yeah, exactly, try. exactly. Mm-hmm. Because the what is exciting about it and what is so so different than a lot of stories like that is that they do exactly what you're saying, is that they lay it all down on the line. Yeah. And that they believe in it. Like, it, it never at once, they don't talk about how how they can't wait for their game to be out there or for they can't wait for people to play it. It was more about, I, I create this because I have to. Yeah. I, I don't have another choice. This yeah. is what, I must create this game. And then several of them were like, I, the reason why they do indie games in general is because they want to create, it's an art expression. Yes. Like, I create this, I do programming and code, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm doing art and music and lights and camera movement, all that because because it, you need to know how I feel. And I got the vibe from the Meat Boy, Meat Boy guys that they were like, we wanted to do our own thing, and, and what we're doing here we couldn't do working for yeah. someone else. we got parodies, we can do a little more edgy, doesn't yes. have to be as smooth. And, and I feel polished. like that's something that kind of talks to my inner beer, being for me. Like those were the guys that I really connected with. The guy that did Fez, I just felt like I just wanted to hug that guy through my TV so bad when he was at that GameCon. Right, because that 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 was oh. another level of see what was what was the Meat Boy guys are kind of your constant. Like this, yeah. you could assume is the is the challenge that is set before every serious indie gamer is to build is to build a game in isolation and to spend sixteen hour days, seven days a week. Because you care. And then this other guy, Fez, kind of has this like other series of problems where where his uh, former business partner decides to pull and nearly – and tries to screw him almost at every turn. And yeah. so to watch his like – Well, he doesn't even try to screw him. It's that by him not acting, yeah. he could, because he, in order for them to be able to move forward, he has to essentially release his rights – 
to the game. And that could have been that story could have been anything. That could have yeah. been a movie. That could have been a, a piece of software. That could have been uh, a, a car engine. It could yep. have been real estate. Like yeah. it could be a restaurant. And that I felt like well, that's just that's just good television. Like right. they kind of got lucky of like that's just some cool stuff. To but see the part dude. I'm talking about is that when he's actually there at his little booth, yeah. and then the the, the Xboxes kept crashing because <sighs> there was like bugs in the code, and he was just like to see him get so frustrated. Like oh oh, there's a bug there. Okay. Yeah. And he would have to come in and reset it and get in there and say, okay, sorry, let me just do this. And I always – what I really did like about it is that it just so happened that the, the the film, that the video that they got was all video of guys that were cool with it. They weren't angry. Yeah. You know what I mean? They were just kind of sitting there playing like, oh, okay. Because guaranteed at GDC or PAX, they were at PAX. Yeah. That stuff is happening every two yards. Right. Like it's all – But this poor <laughs> guy is way overreacting. Yeah. And that's another part that I just now realize that I can kind of relate where it's like – when you have, like, for me in stand-up, it's like when I put out a CD or something like that, I want it to be really good, and there's a, and, I, and I almost have to fight that urge that I have of, like, oh, it's not, uh, it's not this, it's not yeah, that. And yeah, I yeah. have to just keep telling myself, you are going to be way more critical than anybody else yeah. who listens to this. And, that, and that's the encouragement the they have The people who buy well. it are people that are like, I want to laugh. Yeah. They're not looking exactly. to not laugh. Right. Saying, I liked you. I want to laugh. I wanna, that's, that's why, why I, I bought this. gave you $10. And, yeah. Yeah, and that that was the encouragement that I appreciated from them is that it's going to be raw. It's going to be yeah. rough around the edges. It's going to work, but it's not going to be super polished. And when you kind of think of games in that terms, and then, and then I go back and I play a Portal 2. I played that through uh, this past two weeks. And it's like you start to realize when you contrast it to a game like Super Meat Boy or Fez – of just how much is in a game like that. And then we, as, is, me as a consumer, I won't even put it in the plural because maybe some people are a little more savvy than I, of like, oh, they, it's unfair to put all these things on the same level of these AAA games. Like there are going to be these different levels of intensity and volume and, and customization and yeah. all the things that you can – like it just seems so easy as a consumer. You're like, why – why can't it do all these things? Why can't you build a game that does all these incredible things? Or th- this should be really easy because this game does that or this game does that. It was like, because they really believe it. Because I feel, and I, because here's, I don't want this to sound like I think I'm better than everyone, but it's like, I have, that's one of my biggest issues with this whole nerd raid concept is that I go, I've never felt that way. I've never looked at a game and said, this is horrible through the eyes of, uh, I, like, why would you do this? You know no. what I'm saying? Like I've looked at it and said things like, "This is not for me," and that's okay. Yeah. And I, but I, I've always felt like I don't understand what you're, what, what goes into doing this. So it's unfair for me to say that my opinion has any merit beyond yeah. it just being my personal opinion, and that for somebody to get actually angry at somebody and it, like you said, to wish death upon them, oh, to wish gosh. horrible things on that's their family, terrible. like that's it's not even terrible. It's just stupid. It's yeah. just. A level of Sad. stupidity that is just disgusting. No, I, I wouldn't put myself in that in that group, but I do mean that it gave me eyes to see that what is capable, what a game development company of two people is capable of, and a game development of a thousand people uh, is capable of. Yeah. So then, then it explains why when I sit down and play StarCraft, and their mission statement is to create the most epic experiences anyone has ever experienced ever, right? Something like that, and then I watch their opening cutscene as we discussed earlier. And it's like better than yeah. most feature films. Then I go, oh, okay, that's what happens when you have a game or a game company that has, I don't even know how many, ten thousand people working at, at Epic or at a Blizzard. Con- and then Super Meat Boy, which is fun and colorful and and interesting, 
but is little more than an iPhone game, really, when you get down to the structure and, and the abilities to it. Of like, okay, that it just gives me a, well, a grammar to it. What I like and, th- and what that made me think of is that, it, to me, I felt like these are concentrated games. Yeah. And that what I liked about what they were trying to say about what their, their artistic intention was with Meat yeah. Boy was that they just wanted to make a good old-style type game. That made that you was, angry. Yeah, that, that <laughs> was really hard, that you wow. had to really try. And, and they said... And I, they had this, some shots of guys playing the game and laughing when they died with frustration. And I yeah. go, you know, that's interesting. There's been a while. It's been a while since I've felt that kind of thing. And I remember when I was younger, if you ever, like anybody who ever is close to our age or went back and like, tried to play like First a game like. First generation gamer. Like Battletoads. But I guess uh, Mario, is a uh, good, <laughs> Mario is a good example of that. Uh, uh, where there's elements of Mario that were for me that I'm like, why, why? 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 Yeah. And it's what I've noticed is these older guys, when you grow up with that and you're a young child and you don't have the ability to process, you know, that <laughs> that this isn't real, like yeah. in the in the bigger picture. You know what I mean? When you're a little older, you have a little bit more of a worldly perspective and you can laugh at how frustrating it is for yeah. you. You're like, oh, man, come on. See, that's interesting because I feel like a game like Super Meat Boy isn't intentionally hard. I, I never got the impression when I played Battletoads that the developers are like, let's make a hard game. I, I the From back in that day, the industry was so new yeah. that they're like, we built a game. I don't understand. Yeah, guys, what do just, you mean it's hard? We, just made a game. we played it all the way through without yeah. dying. <laughs> we knew exactly what to do. I don't understand. And now we have games that kind of, that there's a scale for that of like, right. oh, it can be this hard. Well, and I just like that there was, so that, that, that it boiled down to that there was an artistic intention, yeah. like uh, a thematic look to it. Mm-hmm. And then that there was a basic engine of gameplay Mm -hmm. and that all they had to do was add those two kind of ingredients together and they could make something that encapsulated a very similar, not in the same way, but you were engulfed in it in the same kind of level that you would be, say, with a StarCraft. Yeah. Like, that's what I, I really, <laughs> but yes, no, you, you know be. what I'm saying? Like, yeah, if yeah, you yeah. were, if that was a thing where you're like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to finish Super Meat Boy. You could easily become just as invested mm-hmm. in that as you would Starcraft. Well, and that's the beautiful thing. Without that all the it. bells and whistles. Right. And that's the beautiful thing at the end that he, he got cheer, uh, teared up or the artist on Super Meat Boy. He said, uh, it, it just, it, uh, he, I don't remember what word he said, but it's pretty amazing that he created this game and that it's inspiring the next generation right. of gamers. Like, he was a kid. He played games. He grew up. He wanted to make a game. And he's like, I know. There's an eight-year-old out there playing Super Meat Boy that's like, I want to do something like I want to do this. And he's and he just it just meant the world to him in this very humbling, real way of being like, I have now – I have given that gift of that burden of artistry mm-hmm. to some other kid that they are going to be. They won't be able to rest until they make like their a bug own. that bit them. Yeah, and it'd be like artistic malaria. When I was a kid, I could not stop playing Super Movie Fight. That's why I have to care. Ate this game. Yeah. So as soon as the movie was over. I downloaded all three of those games. Oh, Have you played any of them? No. Okay. So Super Meat Boy is stupid. <laughs> it is so stupid hard. <laughs> okay, good. I'm I, glad you said that. I wanted I'm glad you said stupid hard because yeah. I was like, oh. being a first generation gamer, I played Battletoads because I loved Battletoads and I loved Ninja Turtles and I loved that whole. But I yeah. could not get past the training yeah. level in that game. Yeah. So for me, that my brother, who's younger than I, loved Odd World and those games, which were. Cool. Like yes. kind of the last of the make yourself want to hang yourself yes. playing games, which is just about sheer precision. Again, I felt like that was unintentional with Oddworld. I, and then eventually they're like, well, this is what we do. Yeah, so. but yeah, Abe's <laughs> Odyssey, they're like, oh, let's do this. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah here's what you have to do. Um, 
And no, uh, I mean like let's let's make this really. That's hard. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. take it to the level. So Meat Boy does that, and I, you know, and literally I got that joy of like you. Oh, oh you, you got, got me. Oh, that's not easy. And I play through, and it's fun. The the reason. They're able to to take you to that place because the character moves faster than any other of that genre that I played before. So oh. you, you actually, instead of like speed, 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 you you fly. At it's these, a momentum builder. Yeah, you just I don't even understand the physics, but it makes sense when you play it. Of like I, you can book it yeah. across the screen, and so that creates this like creening out of control down a highway feeling, but you. Or slamming into blades and being shredded into blood everywhere, and so you're like, it's very satisfying. It reminded me of when we, you and I played the Portal Two co-ops, mm-hmm. and I hit that button and crushed you. Exit. Yeah. I was like, and my I visceral just laugh. Yes, <laughs> reaction. That's what Meat Boy is for the yeah. first five minutes, and then <laughs> <laughs> the next five minutes are. <laughs> Lots of Cubertian. (laughs) So I got, there was a level that I was like, no, I can get this. I can get this. And 10 minutes later, I'm like, you know, the point of diminishing returns, I was like, I can never get this. I'm not this guy off. So then I, I went over to Fez. Because that I can, if you saw Fez, it's a so that Super Meat Boy. It's more Super of a Hard puzzle game. game, yeah. It's puzzly. It's he described it as a, a stop and smell the roses game. The thing that is so brilliant about it, it's like, why hasn't somebody thought of this sooner? Why isn't this a AAA game? Uh, is that it's a it's a two D side scroller that you then can turn ninety degrees, and so whatever um, the wall in front of you then shifts, and you see it from the other angle, and you shift and you see it from the other angle, and you can actually spin. The worlds are in three dimensions, mm-hmm. but you only play them two dimensions at a time. Oh, and so you you go along like this cave, and then you're like, I can't jump up to this next level but you turn the the camera 90 degrees and the whole world rotates with you and then suddenly there's a ladder or the the two uh the brick that was far away now at this at this axis are close to each other and so you're able to make a very easy jump and then you turn it again the other way and now there's a door there that what you couldn't access from the other angle as as a gamer goes, it's a game for gamers because you're like this. I wish I could do this. I wish I could play Mario Brothers and flip and the camera this. ninety degrees all day long. I wish this were a patch for every other game. Yeah, and it's great. And so the the puzzle aspect of it is is very fun. There's no there's no action to it. Uh, there's no like there's no shooting. There's no dodging of any real serious enemies. It's just sort of uh, going around and trying to figure out how to move your character through this four dimensional, two dimensional world. And it's great in the film. He talks about it being a stop and smell the roses kind of game, and that he, both all of these are are artistic expressions of some Super Meat Boy's grungy and gritty, like Mega Manny kind of like blades and saws and grungy. And then this is like like old school Mario Brothers, blue skies, butterflies. Which I thought was really interesting because the guys who made Meat Boy were like look like Slipknot fans. Yeah, yeah. And then this guy is like a French Canadian. Yeah, like. that's exactly it. It's like, <laughs> yeah, rainbows and, and talking to, yeah. gold chests. So that one uh, is a lot of fun, but it, it um, yeah, it was just, it, it, I, I played it and I was like, well, yeah, I get the appeal. I wanted a little more Meat Boy. Yeah. To, I wanted more challenge, whereas Meat Boy offered too much challenge. And then I played Braid, which was critically acclaimed before the movie came out and had uh, not made. Did yeah, not, that was their that was their touchstone for a successful indie yeah, game. Yeah, like this that is how it could happened. be. Yeah. And the guy, you're the, I think you mentioned him on the show before. The guy, 
had such a level of artistry and craftsmanship in the game that he didn't he they talk about this in the film didn't feel that his fans understood that. Yeah, even the people that would post on message boards about how much they loved it, he would he was known for getting on those message boards and correcting them and about how they were wrong about how why they loved it. And and you can see we play the game and you'll know why. Did you, you haven't played no. it? So so the thing that's genius about it is that they took this um, function that was in Prince of Persia, yeah, yes. where you do you go backwards when you die. You actually use Sands of Time and you go back. And you saw but a little bit of that. Instead of it being limited, it's unlimited. It's in unli- so it's a VCR. Yeah, and it is unlimited. That is not an exaggeration. I played a level all the way, just to test it, all the way from beginning to end, and then thought, oh, it's probably only like 10 seconds or 20 seconds. No. The whole way back to the very... And did everything. I played for like five minutes, bounced around, did a bunch of stuff, ran around, went back and forth, and then watched it. Then, what I found out through experimentation is it goes 2x, 4x, 8x, and 16x speed in both directions. So once I go all the way back, I can zip back forward to the end of the level at 16 times speed. And it's fun because as you go backwards, it all becomes um, kind of muted in color, like a memory. And if you go forward, it comes extra vibrant and super, like, really bright, yeah. uh, which is fun. So the the style of art in the game is unlike those other yeah, two and looking. really any other game where the... Goodbye. <laughs> the character looks very old school, like 1920s flapper boy. It's like 16-bit, yeah? Yeah. No, it's a, no it looks maybe like a 32? painting. It, oh. Maybe 32, but but a, a grade up. So, like, yeah. there's nothing that's heavy. Um, the, the sprites don't have a lot of depth. There's not a lot of sprites or, like, a lot of pictures for one thing. It's a lot of simple animatics. Mm-hmm. But the... The craftsmanship in each one is very detailed, yeah. and, um, and the levels I I saw were gorgeous too. Beautiful, and then the the puzzle aspect of it. Uh, well, so the time control aspect of it is what really I was like, oh, this is this is well thought up because you halfway through I'm like, oh, I have to get to this puzzle. I'm like, well, the only way to do that is if I jump off of this guy and bounce. It's going to be hard to time, and then I realized, oh, you want me to use this time control thing until I can find the exact nanosecond that I'm supposed to jump off of this thing to bounce off that other guy. Had I been able to do, like, had you done it in a classical game where you kept dying and then you have to run back and, like, you would have, you never would have found it fun. But the fact that it's time control, I'm like, no, too soon, too late, too soon, too late, too, too soon, too, there. And finally able to, after maybe six or seven tries of the time jumping, cool. able to get it. And then the whole time, there's this soundtrack that is, it's like, really great classical music that is just drawing you into the whole thing. I, I felt hypnotized when I was done. Like, this is true craft. Like, talk about an art form. And it's not just because it looks like a painting. Yeah. There is a, a level of love in all three of these games that I think um, we don't see in a lot of in a lot of work, games or otherwise, that it was clearly done by people that were passionate about what they were doing, believed in what they were doing, and and had a little extra spin, a little novelty to it that Kind of rose them to the top of the indie ladder. So, go get and those. And it's all like uh, like rock band, but it's hairstyling. <laughs> Is that why it's called braid? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why it's called braid. It's like memento the game. I think it's like braiding time. Like yeah, because he he's trying right. to remember something. It's oh. a story that he's forgotten, and he's trying to piece it together. Oh. 
it's all in talk. We, we've done two episodes now, for the listener to know, where uh, what we intended to talk about was not what actually was discussed. To be fair, I knew we were talking about this. Oh, both times. <laughs> <laughs> Find then, out what I have in store for our next episode. <laughs> and that I will not know. Uh, give us a call, 408-228-4911, or send us an email to show at secondfunniestpodcast.com. Don't forget to join the conversation with us at facebook.com slash secondfunniestpodcast. Follow us on the Twitter at Second Funniest, and also the big, big thing that I want everybody listening to do is please go to Facebook.com slash I Want Sly Cooper in his own animated series, and please throw a like on that so we can make a cartoon and say that we did it. Just we like this indie gamer, guys. We could get that phone call where we go, hey, guess what? We're going to be millionaires. Uh, you guys won't be millionaires. Uh, well, maybe we won't be millionaires either. Someone will be a millionaire. <laughs> Probably won't be you. Maybe us. But it'll be worth it because you'll have a piece of it. And we'll probably <laughs> buy someone a PlayStation 3 again. <laughs> On behalf of my good friend. It'll be 10 bucks by then. <laughs> <laughs> On behalf of my good friend, Ken Miller's Just Worship saying, Okay, bye. <laughs>